Hi, I'm Craig Williams, and this is Beyond the Tassel. If you listen regularly, then you've heard me talk about finding money for college, identifying your best post-secondary path from the seven primary trailheads, as we call them. You've heard me examine the difference between college and universities, and you've heard me weigh the pros and cons of private and public institutions. You've also heard me talk about for-profit institutions, how to think about factors like distance, population density, and culture when considering college choice. And you've listened to me drone on and on and on about the importance of crafting your very best personal statement or application essay as an admission strategy. In what have been some very difficult days in this era of COVID for virtually every high schooler in America these past 12 months, it has been my absolute pleasure and privilege to be able to talk with you about your brighter days ahead and to hear from so many of you who are busy charting your own post-secondary course, regardless of the dark intentions of the coronavirus. Regular listeners also know I've got a few common recurring themes in the show, things that I stress passionately. One reality I preach is that with a bit of resourcefulness, financial obstacles appearing in your post-secondary path can almost always be lifted. And so don't get hung up on them. Another is the idea that active exploration in both your high school years and during your college career will yield a tremendous range of life options and opportunities, very much like compounding interest. But the one thing I harp on, perhaps more than anything else, is that the post-secondary path is not a one-size-fits-all proposition, and it should never be pursued without a clear eye on the North Star I call your best fit. Now today, I want to examine an interesting way high school students can calibrate their post-secondary compass while moving closer to their ultimate claim on their best fit. And it comes in the perhaps unlikely form of dual-credit coursework. Now, I've had the privilege of speaking with a trio of real pros in this area today, and I'm excited to share their thoughts with you, along with a few of my own. So let's jump in and explore what dual credit can mean for you. First of all, can we all just accept and agree that learning new things, along with the practical insights and strategic advantages they bring, is really one of the most remarkable things about being human? I mean, sure, you could argue that all our fellow phyla in the animal kingdom do their share of learning and adapting too. But best we know, none of them have quite the intellectual leveraging capabilities of humankind. Because of the way we've developed and the resulting extent of the raw computational horsepower nested in our brains, we are able to make all sorts of connections between disparate ideas, disciplinary variants, leveraged through language, our opposable thumbs, and a remarkable knack for tool-making and systems development and navigation. Well, that's a mouthful. But that said, learning can be picked up in all kinds of places. And factually speaking, it is. Human beings are learning machines, natural problem solvers. I would argue that one of the greatest human accomplishments of all time has been the codification of knowledge and its distribution through formal education. Now, not everyone loves school, but regardless, everyone is learning, always. Some more than others, admittedly, but you get the idea. By the time most of us reach high school, we've become pretty good at understanding the patterns of formal learning. And as it turns out, even the very process of learning is learning. The evolution of education is almost a cliche. Now, some of it has created anxiety that not everyone loved. 
Think, for example, of Common Core. But lots of other bits have landed squarely in the plus column. And I think dual credit is one of those. Now, it all started a few decades ago, 1985, in Minnesota. The applied practice of dual credit for high school students began in earnest with a statewide Minnesota mandate that saw eager adoption, particularly among the most rural of school districts served by an excellent network of community colleges in that state. And so that we're all on the same page here, this is what it looks like today for most students. This is college-level curriculum taught by high school teachers to their qualified students, mostly juniors and seniors. But sometimes, in special circumstances, sophomores can qualify. The typical pattern here is for a local high school district within the boundaries of its community college district to partner with that community college to deliver those courses to its kids that would typically be taught on campus to first and second year college students. This enables motivated high schoolers to grab subject credits toward both their high school graduation requirements and a college degree. Now, in some cases, high school students are able to apply their dual credit efforts in such a way that they can complete the equivalent of an associate's degree even before they graduate from high school. Now, to be fair, that's not the norm, but it can definitely be done. And when this path is chosen, it's often because of a particularly arduous academic path ahead. For example, there are no fewer than three practicing dentists that I know of who graduated from my small rural hometown high school who all took advantage of dual credit. But dual credit is about much more than just dashing through the educational process and grabbing a credential like a cheetah chasing down an impala. For this, allow me to channel the wisdom of Rachel Savita Webb, Director of College Readiness at John A. Logan College in Carterville, Illinois. While it is certainly true, Rachel tells me, that families can save time and money with dual credit programming, the bigger wins come from some of the lower profile benefits, the things you don't ordinarily see or think of. For example, she tells me in emphatic detail about the resulting benefits of increased self-confidence. Self-doubt wrought by intimidation really can be a nasty companion, especially for a young person. And dual credit can go a long way toward dislodging it. As students take these college-level classes and find success, which virtually all of them do, she tells me, they begin to see themselves as being very capable of a college curriculum. It can also serve to bolster self-confidence through a better understanding of a potential college major or area of interest. Some kids, she tells me, are able to rule out certain post-secondary pursuits as a result of their dual credit experience that would otherwise have consumed a semester or two of college careers. Now, through this approach, she explains, they've been able to knock it out before they even graduate from high school. So I asked Rachel about how dual credit might work for the kid who has absolutely no intention of going on campus ever at the local community college, but is instead in passionate pursuit of a highly selective four-year college experience. Now, I really like the way she answered this. She said, look, our role is to serve the residents of our district. And if we had a student show up at one of our partner high schools who wanted to go to MIT their whole life, and John A. Logan could help with that, then I think that is our job as a partner. It is in the community interest to help them get there. She explained to me that while many highly selective schools like MIT, Northwestern, Yale, Stanford, or Chicago won't accept transfer credits from community colleges in hardly any form, 
The preparedness for college-level curriculum and the exposure to more rigorous coursework than a kid would typically see in high school would absolutely be extraordinarily valuable for any aspirant to MIT or anywhere else. It certainly isn't going to hurt. There is also a website that Rachel told me about called transferology.com. And transferology.com enables students to find out specifically which classes can transfer or will transfer to particular institutions. So it might be something to look into if that's a concern or a consideration for you. Now, I also had an opportunity today to speak with Lisa Schumer Shelton at Lakeland College in Mattoon, Illinois, who added an important wrinkle considering the large patches of farmland standing between her institution and its 35 partner high schools spanning the district. She said that through dual credit, Lakeland College is able to serve a student who wants a more challenging academic experience while saving that student an hour's drive each way to the physical campus. In many cases across this sprawling district of hers, that single hour may very well be enough to dissuade a student from pursuing college-level classes. So it's really important to be able to deliver those services to those kids. Now, echoing one of my favorite mantras, Lisa also touted the importance of finding fit for dual-credit students and just how important it can be to their academic future to have access to this kind of curriculum. I was especially moved by something Lisa shared regarding the commitment to maintain dual-credit offerings through this pandemic-stricken school year in her entirely rural district, which covers 4,000 square miles. She said she saw real grit in her partner schools and their determination to offer dual credit to their students, even as these faculties and families were, in many cases, struggling through a regular school schedule punctuated by Zoom sessions, service outages, snow days, and pop-up COVID quarantines. So I agreed with her statement. These are hard times to be a parent. It's a hard time to be a student, hard time to be a medical professional, or an educator. The commitment across rural America has been resolute. And nowhere, from my observation, has that been more evident than in the heartland. One of the counties in Lisa's district is Effingham County, population 34,000, where last week we spoke with Jacqueline Garcia, a Notre Dame-bound senior from Effingham High School. Following the thread of dual credit today, I spoke with Tara Raditz. Now, Tara works in the guidance department at Effingham High School, which, by the way, may have the coolest mascot in all of high schooldom, (laughs) the Flaming Hearts. I love it. But I digress. I really wanted to speak with Tara because she sees the up-close impact of dual credit on both students and on their families. And from what I could tell, it's all good. I really just don't see a downside here. Of course, she said, parents love saving money on college tuition, but it's about so much more than just that. Tara went on to explain how she's seen students really come into their own through the dual credit program and gain in confidence and discipline and acquire a real love for learning. Touching on another of my favorite themes, Tara pointed out how crucial this period of exploration can be for students. She explained that by investing time now in these generally more advanced courses, students can get a glimpse into their academic future and choose to continue on that path, to refine that path, or to choose an entirely different path. And so she says it's not just about compression of time and money, but about expansion of possibilities. And I love the way she framed that. Now, I've spent a bit of time in Effingham over the years. It's actually a mainstay community en route to Chicago from St. Louis or from deep southern Illinois, where I grew up, 
and I told her that I've always been impressed by the initiative and the outcomes I've seen there. It is a community that punches well above its weight. The community itself is a population of 14,000 or so, but it's home to some truly innovative small businesses that have made big waves in their respective industries, regionally and even nationally. I'm talking about the printing industry, the dental practice management industry, insurance, and finance, to name just a few. In fact, later today, I'll be interviewing an alumnus from Effingham High School for our Beyond the Tassel magazine, who continued on from Effingham High School to both Yale, Wash U in St. Louis, and Harvard for his residency on his way to St. Louis, becoming one of the preeminent plastic surgeons in the Midwest and arguably in the country. And so I asked Tara a transplant from another rural Rockstar County just a few doors up and over, what is the secret sauce in Effingham? And she credited a truly committed support network consisting of parents, teachers, local business people, and community leaders. But when I pushed back and said, come on, lots of communities could claim those same things, but don't get the job done half as convincingly as Effingham. She took another shot at it and pointed to a myriad of outlier level success stories across the region. This was, after all, the birthplace of CEO, an amazing public-private education initiative that gives students real-world entrepreneurial experience, a handful of -of best-of-class startups across a range of industries, and a real backbone of multi-generational work ethic. I really believe, she said, when you pair all of that with excellent educational resources, you're going to have something pretty special. So we settled on what we both agreed should probably become the new slogan painted on the water towers, proximity to possibilities. And if you think about it, I think you'll agree that's right. Amazing things happen when we place ourselves in the proximity of other amazing things which are also happening. And that takes me back to this incredible lifelong learning journey we're all on as human beings. In the chordata phylum, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can help others grow. So whether through hard knocks, internships, or dual credit, leverage on an amazing post-secondary life is absolutely within your reach. And while I've been on both ends of less than stellar internships myself, and while hard knocks is not a particularly inspiring title for a premeditated educational journey, dual credit leaves little to condemn or criticize. And so I'm a fan And I'm grateful for Rachel, Lisa, and Tara for helping me get a better grip on what it can mean for the post-secondary trajectories of young people all across rural America. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, let's pry the lid off the big admissions keys, passion, intellectual curiosity, and perseverance. That's what every admissions director wants to see. So let's talk about how to credibly leverage your lived experience to that end. Until then... I'm Craig Williams for Beyond the Tassel. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay engaged in your own amazing journey.